The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Et maintenant, Olivier Guérin, co-auteur du livre Performer en vente. Et vous écoutez The Marketing Book Podcast. This is Olivier Guérin, co-author of How to Perform in Sales. And you are listening to The Great Marketing Book Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast, helping you keep up with the smartest thinking in the quickly changing field of modern marketing. And now, here's your host, Douglas Burdett. Hello, and thanks for joining me on the Marketing Book Podcast, where each week I publish an interview with the author of a new marketing or sales book, and which was named by Forbes as one of 11 smart podcasts that will keep you in the know, and named by LinkedIn as one of 10 podcasts that will make you a better marketer. Don't worry about taking notes. You can find links to everything linkable in this episode's website page at marketingbookpodcast.com. And since you're a listener to the Marketing Book Podcast, and I read every book featured on the show, if I can recommend a specific marketing or sales book or any other resource I know of for whatever challenge you're facing, send me a LinkedIn connection invite with a message indicating you're a listener so I won't mistake you for a spammer and ignore you, and I will do my best to get you pointed in the right direction. I do this podcast to help me and my listeners keep up with the latest ideas that matter most in the quickly changing and somewhat overwhelming world of modern marketing and sales. My day job is running a marketing agency that helps manufacturers and industrial companies grow their revenue. To learn more about the problems we solve and how we do it, visit salesartillery.com. All right, enough yakking. Let's get on with the show. Today, we welcome Olivier Guérin to the Marketing Book Podcast to talk about the book he has authored with Olivier Cusac and Alexandra David Artit, Performé en Vente, published by Vuibert. Olivier Guérin is the founding principal of Bridge Development, a sales transformation company in France. After graduating from Neoma Business School, he started his career in the field of IT consulting in Paris. But after a few years, he switched to the dark side, sales that is, where he spent 18 years in sales and sales management, after which he founded Bridge Development. And interesting fact, as a salesman, he doesn't play by anyone's rules. In fact, even his first car accident was before he even had a license. Olivier, congratulations on Performe en Vente, and welcome to the Marketing Book Podcast. Thanks, Douglas. I'm so happy to be with you today. So this is a really special bonus episode of the Marketing Book Podcast, and I should explain that Olivier has been a listener for years yes. uh, to the Marketing Book Podcast, and... He's one of the few people that has commented on how he gets my jokes. And I think, wow, I really feel sorry for that guy. <laughs> but, I, but we've become friends. And uh, last summer, you had me speak to your uh, alumni association yes, at Neoma, I'm... which is one of the top business schools in, in France. Yes. And uh, then as a thank you, you sent me uh, some very nice uh, alcohol. <laughs> yes. From, uh, two, two bottles from... Uh, from France, and uh, they didn't last long, but I really uh, appreciated that. In fact, uh, my daughter, who's now in sales in New York City, just before she left, the bottles arrived, and she didn't take much with her to New York, but she took one of those bottles. Oh. <laughs> she said, Dad, I'll, I'll be taking this. And actually, you've, you've spoken to her, and she, she speaks French, and my wife speaks French, and uh, I just thought this would be a great opportunity to talk to you, and there's a, there's a couple reasons why I wanted to speak to you. Now, I should explain to everybody that if you don't speak French, you're not going to be able to read this book. It's in, only in French. Yes. If you do speak French, you definitely need to read this book. Mm. Um, but uh, my, uh, like I say, my wife and my daughter both speak French. They both lived in Paris, and frankly... Uh, I've been married almost 30 years now, and I'm thinking, you know, by interviewing an author in France, this might be the one instance where my wife might be impressed. And <laughs> oh, no, so, you, you're too, you're too, you're tough with you, uh, Douglas. 
<laughs> so I, I think that I, I, I'm gonna, I'm doing this. I hope she'll be impressed. And uh, I kind of have a feeling I know what she's gonna say. She's gonna say, "You have a podcast," <laughs> or she's gonna say, "Yeah, what, what is it you do anyway?" So, uh, regardless, so this is, uh, this won't, this interview won't be uh, quite as long. But I wanted mm-hmm. to talk to you about it. And normally in a uh, an interview I do, I read a passage from the beginning of the book. Now, I don't speak French, uh, but for those who, people who do speak French, I want to uh, play this recording. It's about a minute long uh, of someone reading from the book and give you an idea of what it's, ba- what it's like, and then uh, we'll get into a few of the discussions. So even if you don't end up reading this book, uh, some of the things that we're going to talk about, I think, would be very helpful for marketers and salespeople. And I also have to say that Olivier went to the trouble to put the entire book through Google Translate <laughs> so that I could sort of see what the book was about. Yes. And, uh, and, I, and I appreciate you uh, doing that. So first, let's play this uh, recording. Yes. And I think you may recognize who's doing the reading. Mm, Ready? I have an idea. Que vous soyez dans les rayons d'une librairie ou d'une grande enseigne, que vous soyez dans une bibliothèque, publique ou privée, que vous soyez en train de feuilleter physiquement ou numériquement les pages de ce livre, sachez que vous êtes sur le point de prendre de l'avance, de reprendre de l'avance ou bien de combler votre retard. S'intéresser à ce livre, c'est déjà se différencier. Depuis des années maintenant, nous, les auteurs de ce guide, posons régulièrement la question suivante aux personnes que nous formons sur le thème de la vente. Quel est le dernier livre sur la vente que vous avez lu La réponse est souvent, trop souvent, la même. Un long silence gêné. En retour, il nous est souvent demandé par quel livre commencer. C'est entre autres pour cette raison que nous avons travaillé sur ce livre. Apporter en un seul endroit les réponses concrètes aux questions qui tourmentent celles et ceux qui ont quelque chose à vendre, qu'il s'agisse de leur métier ou d'une partie de leur activité. Celle qui est indispensable à la survie de leur entreprise bien souvent. Ce guide a été pensé pour les commerciaux, les managers, les dirigeants, les consultants, les artisans, les étudiants. Ce guide a été pensé pour les salariés, les indépendants, les professions libérales, les auto-entrepreneurs. Vendre, ce n'est pas une question de statut ni de titre sur votre carte de visite. C'est une question de survie de l'entreprise ou du projet qui vous anime. So, did you recognize who that of was? Of course, it's my friend Flavie. Yes, Flavie Prévost. She's in Paris, right? She's in Paris, and uh, she she has two. Uh, she has a job as head of sales of uh, a famous uh, location uh, renting uh, car renting company, Sixth. But uh, she's also a podcast, a famous podcaster in France, and she's uh, uh, recording. Um, a very interesting podcast named The Board, or she's inviting lots of very interesting people. I think she invited you, uh, Douglas. I, I am yes, correct. so with one, with one exception, she in, has interviewed very interesting people. No, no, so no, she, no she, exception. <laughs> <laughs> she interviewed me uh, last year for her show, and it was yes. all in, in English, mm-hmm. fortunately. I have too much respect for the French language. <laughs> And then she did a big post, and we'll include a link to it at this episode's website page at marketingbookpodcast.com. The whole thing was in French. Um, Again, I sent that to my wife and daughter. I didn't get much of a reaction, so I continued to try to impress them, but uh, I think this is what's what's finally going to push things over. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll never stop trying to impress my my wife. So, Olivier, tell me about perhaps some of the reasons that Flavi was talking about there in French what yes. what was it that that led to the development of this this book what was the problem you were trying to solve you you want the, the first the, the main reason the first one or the the biggest one at at the beginning of course the what's the biggest but reason the main reason why i i wrote this book the main reason you want it of course it's only because I wanted to be interviewed by you, Douglas. You can imagine. Oh my goodness! I'm so flattered. But you know, it is important to have goals, isn't it, yeah. Olivier? It was. It was <laughs> my goal. Uh, it, it was to be interviewed by on the on the greatest podcast uh, in the world on the planet, and uh, but yeah, on the greatest podcaster that you are, of course. Oh, please uh, don't uh, stop. Um, no. There yes, well, I have my motivation. You have yours. That's that's great. It's so <laughs> and, much fun to talk to you, anyway. <laughs> and the the second reason is also because I know you have the the most uh, uh, handsome and smarter listeners, also. 
Oh, I so do. I I, and that's yeah. That's science, Olivier. But, but, I, yeah, I've tested it. I have the yeah. best-looking audience. There is no and, coincidence. And, I mean, look at Flavie Prévost. I mean, yeah. she's beautiful. For just sure. an example of one person in and France she has who listens. Also a very, a very uh, beautiful voice. Yes, yes. Huh? And okay. for people that don't know, Olivier is not an unattractive man himself. So <laughs> there will be a picture of him at this episode's website page at markingbookpodcast.com. But let's get into the real reason. The real reason. It had to do with reading. Yeah, it's, the real reason is the, the main reason is because I am trying to help. I am very altruistic and I'm trying to help all the person who have something to sell. And that makes lots of people, millions of people, have something to sell. Salesperson, of course, but also person working for their own, and even accountants, and even lawyers, and even marketing people have something to sell. Yes, and even we and husbands also have something. Some from time to time have to send something to their wife also. Everybody else. <laughs> right. And there's something in the introduction that Flavi read. And again, I thank the, the nice people at Google for trying to translate this for me. But it had to do with people will ask you all, uh, like, what book they should read. Mm. And then you ask them, what have they already read? And they, they haven't read anything. Is, is that that's right? It. That's it. I, I I I don't know. I don't know the. I cannot imagine the American uh, market of uh, books about sales. I think it is much more developed than in France. But I I, I made a, um, a short calculation. Um, I think in France that's something between uh, fifty thousand or perhaps one hundred thousand books are uh, bought every year about sales in France. And there is perhaps four million persons trying, or five million persons trying to sell something. And even I think that uh, uh, some persons are, are buying uh, lots of books about sales. I, personally, I have uh, 50, 60 books about sales on my shelves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, in fact, not a, a very few persons are investing even 30 euros or <laughs> Thirty dollars to convert it in their career. It's it's tragic, in fact. It's incredible. Yeah, it seems yeah. to be incredible. Well, and I think there's no higher return on investment than buying a book. Um, and and yeah. these authors, for whom I have such great admiration and respect, they they basically pour their their whole life's experience out and tell you exactly what you need to do. And it's like spending. Uh, four or eight hours with them over the course of a couple of days, uh, getting your your brain rewired. So it's really uh, I, the the right book at the right time in your life can really transform your career. And I certainly have experienced that, and that's why. Um, well, if folks haven't read a, a French sales book, uh, here it is. And I know that you're such a student of many of the authors that I've mm-hmm. uh, authors yes. of sales books that I've had on. Mm-hmm. Let's jump to something uh, in the book where. There's a subsection called uh, something like "Marketing is my ally." Yeah, Ex- explain explain that. And I guess you know, I, I should also add, I am so surprised after six years uh, at the number of salespeople who listen to the Marketing Book podcast. And I'm just, I always, I think that's a great thing. And it reminds me of a story from Mark Hunter's latest book, "A Mind for Sales," where. He was working with a client, helping them with their sales, Mm -hmm. uh, the whole transformation, just like you do. And the owner of the company said, please spend some time with these two young guys because we think they might be doing something illegal. Their sales are like we've never seen before. (laughs) And so he said, okay, I'll be here for a week or so. And he spent time with these two young guys, and they were very, uh, very successful. They spent a lot of time with their marketing colleagues and they were learning everything they could about marketing and he said no there there there's nothing wrong with these guys they're just using every marketing uh, they they they're increasing their knowledge about marketing to increase their sales so perhaps you could uh, talk about what you all talk about in the book about marketing is my ally yeah my, but my first answer is uh, i think you are like uh, the general secretary of the united nations uh, douglas you personally because you are trying to recon to Reconcile to uh, to oh. make work together, sales and marketing. Thanks to your yes. uh, podcast, it is well, and your, that's one of my favorite. Working on that, also yes. So if you don't mind, please call me Secretary General Douglas. Yeah, um, ah, you like it. 
Huh? Like uh, I sure. used to live near the UN in, in New York City, and I always admired those diplomats because of their ability to park anywhere and not get a ticket, a parking <laughs> ticket. That's all I ever wanted. But um, there's the intersection of sales and marketing is of great interest to me, and I um, the the need for sales and marketing alignment is so acute now. And as I often say, the most successful marketers are the ones that spend time with their sales colleagues and the, and the, and the contrary is true also <laughs> yeah uh, but and and in fact it is it is uh, so sad uh, to to uh, to see this it is like a, a trench warfare in fact between these these two profession between sales and marketing huh? oh absolutely there have been studies by Gartner looking back a few years when it was uh, the CEB people mm-hmm. where they They assessed the perception of marketing people by sales and the perception of sales by marketing people. And I think like 75% of the perceptions were negative. Okay. So you it see, was definitely trench warfare. Yeah. And, 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 for, and in fact, I, uh, it's true that uh, I, I cannot admit uh, any excuses of salesperson saying that uh, marketing is uh, is uh, sending bad leads and uh, you know this you, you we I always listen to this type of excuses. In fact, I, I, I there is only two types of salesperson: the ones who are looking for excuses, so they are looking. I have I don't want to call these leads and etc. And the ones who, who are not looking for excuses. And they accept uh, uh, the, f- the fact that uh, there can be uh, golden nuggets in these leads, and they just have to to take their phone and call this person. Which in- it's it's incredible for me. It's it's really incredible. And I have a, a short story about that uh, in in my past as a salesperson. Um, so I, I, we've got some leads from the marketing, and the one salesperson in Paris did not want to call these leads. And because I was in Provence, do you know the term Provence? I was not. Oh yeah, yeah. The Provence, it's everything. It's everything out of Paris. It's it's a. <laughs> that's it. And uh, I I I I had these leads from from Paris that salesperson did not want to care with. But I I I I, di- I did my job. I called all these leads, and among all these leads, I found the golden nugget. Uh, and uh, it was a client. Uh, and in in three years' time, we produced four million euros with this client. It was only mm. one call. So so it, it, it it's why so did your pretty, colleague why did the other guy not want to call because he, he thought was it was a waste in, of time in, because he was in Paris you know he, he it was so there was so much business and it was so uh, 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 you know uh, uh, I, I don't I don't I don't get the English terms of that but it was uh, it was uh, diminishing himself to call these leads these people which. In an Excel file, you know, it's it was not interesting for him. It well, let me ask you this: mm. Have you dealt with companies now who have salespeople who think that it's not their responsibility to generate their own leads and and prospect? Yes. Hmm? Also, yeah, yeah, for true, for sure. I have, I, I have, I have lots of salesperson. I just waiting for the phone ringing. In fact, also. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a. Some authors that have been on the show, Jeb Blunt and Anthony Annarino, and they often talk about rain barrels mm-hmm. that capture rain versus rain makers, people that go out and make make the skies open up with with yeah. uh, with rain. So, yeah. Yeah, perfect image to use. Yeah. Sure. Well, at the beginning of the book, you, there's a, a part about the state of mind. What what's what sort of state of mind is a is a key factor to success in selling? Well, uh, one of the key factors is to it, it is to get pleasure every day. Is to is to is to is to may is to is to be just happy to uh, to of just get a smile to to uh, to to make people happy to help people. And uh, when I answered you uh, at the beginning of the interview that I'm trying to help with with this with this book, it's also the truth with sales. Selling is helping. It mm-hmm. is so great to 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 take uh, when I'm when I'm calling a, a prospect or uh, when I'm called by somebody because in fact uh, most of my leads people are calling me in fact but I'm so happy to try to help them 
It is so. It's it is so. Uh, it is so rewarding, and I, I will share. I will. I will share also with uh, with you. Uh, I'm working. I, I don't know if I told you. I, I I'm working with a company based in Boston uh, named uh, Objective Management Group. Oh yes. You, you know is that them? affiliated with? Uh, is that the Dave Curlin connection? Yes, it's Dave. I, and I I've actually taken an assessment. Uh, from Objective Management Group. Yeah, and I worked for them for five years, and uh, and I I really appreciate Dave because he is in, he's an incredible uh, guy. Uh, he's, he he has written uh, one one thousand nine hundred articles about sales in fifteen mm. years. Mm-hmm. He's quite resilient. And his book is well known. Uh, baseline yes. selling. Bas- yeah, that's it. It is one of my of my reference. Also, so you know, you know, his book, yeah, very interesting book. I, I, I have it just in front of me, in fact. And and uh, he has, uh, he, thanks to uh, this database, objective management, it's a database of more than uh, two million salespersons who we were evaluating in 30 years. And it is the most comprehensive database about sales competencies. And there is a part on motivation. And what's motivating the best salespeople it's not money only it's recognition mm. the, the pleasure to be recognized by their clients by their managers by their counterparts it is so you know and that's it it is uh, the target so you have to aim to take pleasure it is the mindset you have to have in you, you have to get to uh, every day enjoy this uh, profession which is great I, I, I want to make sales great again Douglas, that's why. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you have my vote. You have my okay. I yes. appreciate. And that database of two million people probably has me in it. I hope you don't look up uh, how how I did. And you know who gave it to me was uh, Mark Roberge, who was with HubSpot, yes. and he wrote the sales acceleration formula. His dad was affiliated with them, exactly. and he's the one that uh, that had me do that. And I just remember, I go to sales training, I still go to sales training every week, if I can, with uh, a company called Sandler. Yeah, with Brad. And, uh, well, Brad McDonald used to be there, but he's since gone to work for the uh, the corporate, and Brad yeah. wrote a book, that it's been on the show, called yes. The Psychology of Sales, and Very- Chad Stencil mm-hmm. is now my trainer. But I can remember years ago when I started with Brad, this is 15 or so years ago, I started and he assessed me and he said, Douglas, there's a, there's a problem. <laughs> As it relates to money motivation, you scored zero. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I've never seen that before. And I thought, oh man, that's, that's not good, but I don't know. I, yeah, it, so, it, 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 it can help to have this both type of motivation, that is to say intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, because it, it helps when you don't have recognition, you can have money and uh, the contrary also. So it, can, it right. can help. It can help. It, it's not only money, it could, it could be uh, vacations and a uh, nice place or money. Could, okay. But. So let me ask you about something else. And again, some of my questions may be based on some. Uh, discrepancies with Google Translate, but it, there was a section on page forty-nine, I believe, is about how knowing your yourself better uh, can help you to better understand your clients. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yes. Because um, in fact, um, I will give you a short example. Uh, perhaps you you know Airman Brain Dominance Indicator. I will take a short example. You know this one. Airman Brain do- uh, HBDI, you know? Uh, I'm not sure I do. Uh, it's Airman Brain Dominance Indicator. It's it is a test you can uh, can go through to know your um, brain preference. Uh huh. And it's, I'll look that up. That sounds very interesting. And if I can find an explanation, I'll include it on your episode's website page. Okay, so I will, I will, I will make it short. It, 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 in fact, we have some brain preference. Some people, they like, they like facts. Some people, they want to hear something about future. Other, they want uh, process. And others, they, they, are, they, are, they prefer uh, people and feelings, in fact. And if you don't know yourself, 
well you 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 if and you are and your preference is going to uh people for example and you are in front of a cfo and you are only talking about people and uh how uh, you care about people and uh, it's great and uh, we we make great we make people happy but you do not give any figures and any proof of what you are saying you mm-hmm. you, you you will you you won't be trusted so you have to know yourself before talking to people and to complete the 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 your 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 the, your discussion with uh, uh, complementary uh, uh, arguments or or proofs and uh, and uh, vision and also process for everybody in fact interesting i i know uh, it brings to mind something uh, we do at sandler called disc d i s c Yes, and uh, they spend a lot of time on that, and that's where most people are in one of four groups. And just to use a bird analogy, some people are eagles, some people are parakeets, some people are doves, and some people are owls, and they have various dominant characteristics. But it's you just, first, you have to know how you are. <laughs> yes, <it's, laughs> where you are before you can. Uh, deal with the different types of people. That's it. it it's, it's quite. This is It's the same principle, in fact. And uh, okay. also, when when you know yourself, it also, it also can help you to deal with a uh, with a stressful situation. Hmm. Uh, because yeah. uh, when you know what can stress you, it will it will help you to to anticipate problems, of course. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk just a little bit about communication. Um, mm-hmm. What uh, What are some of the uh, communication that helps to open doors to prospects and uh, th- that make for effective communication that you all talk about in the book. It's um, I uh, I'm a big big fan of uh, questioning skills. I do not believe in nonverbal communication. I do I do not believe in growth hacking. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because I don't. Because there is there are, there is no shortcut to to sell success, and uh, uh, I believe in effective and uh, deep uh, communication skills. That is to yes. say, how to listen carefully, how to question, uh, efficient, uh, very efficient questioning, and I, I even believe in silence. To, to, to make people uh, say what they want to say or, or to let them say what they really want to say to you. Mm-hmm. So it is, for instance, I, I, you, you, you have a great episode with, uh, with Paul Cherry. Yes, Paul Cherry. I just spoke to him recently. Ah, yeah, his okay. book is Questions That Sell. And there is. It is a very interesting book. I encourage your listeners to listen to this episode of your podcast also. <laughs> and uh, and uh, questions are so powerful. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand why uh, uh, you know kids under ten they all they all ask uh, very open question. Why questions? Yes, and after tens they forgot, and as adults we forgot to ask very open and wide questions. I don't understand why. I have no explanation oh, I don't, of that. I don't know. Um, I, I can only suggest something, and that is uh, when I was in first grade, I was in a Catholic school uh, just for that one year, and it was a there was a nun who was uh, in charge of our class, and her name was uh, Mother Joubert. <laughs> And she was, I think, French-Canadian, and she had a thick uh, French accent. Anyway, one day she took me out of class, and she walked me down to the cafeteria, and she got herself a cup of coffee. And I didn't know what was going on. Like, why did she bring me? And I finally said, why, uh, why are we here? What's, you know, what's going on? And the only thing she said, she put her coffee cup down and said, you ask too many questions. Ah, you so-, <laughs> so... Obviously, that never stopped me. Look at me now. Uh, poor, poor Mother Joubert up in heaven is probably thinking, yeah, I told you. He asked too many questions. But maybe that's, that's what happens. But questions are so powerful. And even when you're using questions, you can see people's body language change just a bit. Mm-hmm. It's like the only thing they'll remember. And, of course, the other thing to use is uh, the proper use of stories when uh when 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 doing sales but i agree with you that there's no shortcut in sales there's no shortcut in marketing and yes. yet mm. so many so many businesses want that that hack 
that silver bullet, uh, whatever that is. There is no silver bullet in sales. And I, yeah. and I also, I will, I will complete with a very, uh, powerful quote that I like, uh, that I like very much from, uh, um, a French economist, Jean Forastier, who is, uh, uh, one of the father of the Euro, the EU, the European Union, um, and uh, he said in the, at the beginning of the 70s, the machinery uh, will force human to specialize in human. I tried to make a, uh, an English translation. It's not it's machinery, the machine. You understand that, of course? Yes. And you, you can replace now by uh, the IA. The IA will force salesperson to specialize in human um, matter, uh, in humans, to be humans, in fact, and asking questions, listening carefully. Yes, this is what they have to do. All this selling, this salesperson, because, however, they will be, uh, uh, they will be replaced by uh, a website. Yes, and recently I published an interview with. Philip Kotler, mm-hmm. the father of modern marketing, yeah. he came on to the podcast to celebrate his 90th birthday. Hey, you know, some people do, do different things for their birthdays. Yes. And it was a great interview, great book. And it's Marketing 5.0, Technology for Humanity. Uh-huh. And he explains in the book about the very clearly, these are the things that machines can do better than humans. But these are the things that humans will never be beaten by machines on. And, it, <laughs> and it, it helps, I think a lot of people look forward and think, okay, I could see how certain tasks that I'm doing, a, a machine could do better. I will now focus on the, the things that only the, the humans are, are better at. So it's very interesting and very true, very consistent with what you um, have there. Now, one other thing I want to ask you about, you've been writing a lot of articles, and you also have some goals uh, about books. Tell us about that. My goal is to be uh, a member of the, oh, the Free Timers Club of the Marketing Book oh. Podcast, I think. <laughs> the Marketing it's Book minimum. Podcast 3. Yes, and you'll get... Uh, uh, discount coupons at Taco Bell. I don't know if they have Taco Bell in France, but I, I fly well, regularly to Boston, so I will find a Taco Bell in Boston okay. to, to, yeah. to use my. my well, when my that happens, phone. when that happens, all you have to do is just drive up to the Taco Bell. Don't go inside, please. <laughs> but where you order your food through the little microphone, just say I'm Olivier Garin, and I am a member of the Marketing Book Podcast Three Timers Club, oh. and watch how your life will change. Yeah. Watch sure. what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, I, uh, I, I'm 48, uh, and uh, my goal is to uh, have written uh, five books uh, before I'm 51. So I have some. Ooh. Huh? Huh? But I have but you, some. But idea. you write a lot. You write a lot. I, and, I write a lot. Yeah. Uh, and it's all at your website, right? Mm, three, three, uh, three years ago, I decided to to write one sales. Pill because I'm a sales doctor, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sales right. pill. It's 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 a, it is a short newsletter, but very practical about sales. And uh, I uh, next Friday it will be my uh, 156th say article. So I'm quite mm-hmm. uh, resilient, and uh, I, I'm less. Uh, I have some. Uh, I have some work to, uh, to 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 write so as much as article as Dave Curland that, that we talk about uh, early on because he wrote uh, close to two thousand articles. Dave, uh, he, he he's a mentor for me. Uh, it's it's he's a model model for sure. Yes, and it also brings to mind um, Seth Godin. He's written, he's posted a blog post every day for. Oh, at least 10 years. And Anthony Anarino, who has written several uh, fantastic sales yes, books, for sure. he, he started doing that years ago. Maybe he did it 10 years ago. I think Seth Godin's done it much, much longer. But he writes an article every single day. And I think that they, I'm sure they, uh, they all know each other, but that's, uh, that's very important. And it gets your writing muscles going. It helps you think through things and gives you uh, an idea. And you also get feedback from people who are uh, reading your content and uh, you're getting a reaction. You're also finding out which uh, topics are more popular. 
it's it is so incredible that at the beginning when i remember when i started to 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 write some articles it was so difficult to find an idea on to write but now you you talked you, you just talk about the the writing muscle huh Mm-hmm. And now it's quite easier for me to write, and uh, it is so powerful. Also, to to help, uh, it helps you to be much clearer on your idea you are bringing to people. Also, writing it is so powerful. It and it's also a pleasure because also you have this this feedback of people uh, telling you that it's great, that they help, it's help us. In, uh, we we are monster of we are monster of selfishness. Huh? So I I really like when people say they they like what I'm really writing. <laughs> it's selfish. And you can also see what's being written more. I was just reading an article uh, or reading a book today for an interview I'm doing this week with Joe Polizzi on his second edition of Content Inc. And he writes in the book about Jay Bear who got started a while back. And Jay's been on the podcast several times. He's a fantastic New York Times bestselling author. And he talked about how when he was starting out with his own, uh, his latest business, he was writing articles about email marketing. Uh-huh. And so this may have been 10, at least 10 years ago. And then he would write an article on social media and it would blow up. That started to tell him, oh, Maybe I should focus more on social media. And there have been a number of authors who've written articles on their blogs or elsewhere where they got such fantastic feedback, they said, oh, I'm on to something. Uh, and even uh, like someone like David Merman Scott, he updates his new rules of marketing and PR every, every two years or so. And he, what he does now is he write, publishes articles every week, and he's able to get people to react to it and find out what's interesting. Or It's sort of like, uh, you know, testing out his ideas, which gives them this uh, almost insurmountable lead in their books because <laughs> it's like a comedian that tests out their material yeah, at right. small comedy clubs before they go on and do a, a, a Netflix uh, special. One other question I want to ask you about is, so you've been in the United States, you're in France, I'm in the U.S. Are there any uh, significant cultural differences as it relates to sales and, be- and selling and being sold to in the U.S. versus in France? Perhaps uh, that individual performance, it's, uh, it's something that is very important in the U.S. Could be, I think, because I've, when, I, when, my, when I visited a, a, mag- a bookstore or a magazine store in the, in the airport, in, it was in Boston, I, 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 found, I thought that there were, there, was lots, there were lots of books about uh, individual performance and the self Self-performance, so in France, self-improvement less, and yeah, self- personal productivity. Yeah. In France, uh-huh. it's less developed, but it's it's now because in France we have always five years. We have we have we are lagging behind the U.S. Five years, we are doing things five years after the U.S. No, it's more. Uh, there are more uh, books about self-improvement in France. You know, ah, uh, <laughs> we are, we are, we always, uh, the trends, uh, make, uh, a few years to cross the ocean to huh. come, to come in France. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But in, in sales, there is, uh, not so much difference, in fact. And also because, uh, I, um, but sales, I, I, uh, I, I made a comparison thanks to the database of OMG objective management group between, uh, between French salesperson and American salesperson. And there was not, there was no, not a lot of differences. Interesting. Very no. interesting. Well, the people are issues. People are people as Depeche yeah. Mode will I- tell you. Issues are the same all over the world. Salesperson are not asking enough questions. Not enough good questions, and they are not listening to the answer. Yes, they are not. They are listening to to answer. They are not listening to understand. Listening to understand. Yes, yes, they're trying to figure out what they're going to say next. That's it. <laughs> While the other person is talking. <laughs> so, Olivier, if readers took only one thing away from this book, what would you and your co-authors hope it would be? Hmm. In fact, uh, one I like uh, personally uh, one uh, one very important thing in, in this book is to share with uh, CEOs, with managers, even with salesperson that it is important to uh, to be very demanding on yourself, not on the final result, that is to say, money, uh, market shares. 
uh, revenue, it is not importing. It is not import. It is not the most important part. You you should be very uh, demanding on your gestures and the quality of your conversation, the good actions to, that leads to sales success, and then you will have revenue, money, market shares, and not the contrary. Right. Focus on the activity you can control rather than worrying about the outcome. Yeah, the activity and, and, and the behaviors you have, you have the behaviors and you have it into activity, you know, and the, the words you are carefully using. Mm. And yes. the, 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 the very active listening you can use to, to get information. Yes. I keep telling my daughter that she has a sales job in New York and mm. she says, oh, I need to get another deal. And I say, look, and the company she works for, they keep saying, no, just keep focusing on your, you know, your activity and your, your, your KPIs. And I uh, said, you know, actions lead to transactions. So yes. <laughs> focus on that. And there was another book on the show. I say that a lot. I realize there's been a few hundred books, but one by Rand Fishkin about his book, Lost and Founder, which is a great, great book about the startup world and his adventure there. And at the end of the book, he talked about how if you just focus on your activity rather than the outcome, you'll you'll be more successful and, and happier. So that's a very good point. What's one thing a listener could do today just to, to put in action – you know, one of the ideas yeah. from your book, or, or one that we've talked about. In fact, uh, this, this <laughs> there is a page, a very important page in this book, and uh, it will be also uh, it is a uh, advice for uh, your listeners, but but also for your daughter. It is to use referrals. Ah, oh, yes, it's incredible. It is. Uh, oh. uh, how bad salesperson are, are, are with that? There was another book on the show by John Jantz called The Referral Engine, yes. and he explains how so much business comes from referrals, yet most companies don't have a system to uh, ask for referrals. And he yeah. shows you how, how, to, how to do that, and it's really sort of overlooked by um, people. But also, if you can work referrals into your sales process where you say, I'm going to, you know be asking you uh for a referral it, it kind of sets it sets you up for that and it's it's oh it's so powerful that is such a great idea there's a little bit there's a there's something to it there's a right way and wrong way to do it obviously so maybe that could be one of your books yeah but i i will share with you that and your listeners your listener will it's uh i will i will uh tell i will say four questions this four this four question will uh it's uh, with multiple zeros uh, of do dollars you will get with this fourth question. And there is a framework, a framework to, to follow when you ask for referrals. First, you can ask, uh, uh, for instance, Douglas, I will ask a question and feel comfortable uh, to, to say no to me. I, I, no offense, it's okay. Are you comfortable with that? Yes. Okay. First question. Second question. Can you help me, Douglas? Can I help you? Yes. Can you help sure. me? Sure. What? Or possibly yes. Possibly yes. It is as a the worst answer you will get. It depends. <laughs> you know? Okay. Yeah. Nobody right. say no to this question. You you, you well, agree with me? If you need me, if you need me to help you move to a new apartment, okay. I, I don't have a pickup truck, yeah. so I I can't okay. help you do that. <laughs> okay. So nobody will will answer no. Okay. And then you have to make an open question. Who should I who should I call on your behalf? But who need my help? Mm. You see, it's yes. often when I ask for this question in uh, in my classrooms with my students uh, who are professionals, they always ask for a close a close question using even condi the conditional. Would you uh, would you would you give me a name of somebody? You know, but it's not the, the the best question. The best question is to ask, who should I call on your who should who should I call on your behalf, for instance? And the fourth mm. so the fourth the fourth question is uh, when when somebody is giving a name, uh, why are you uh, thinking to this person particularly now? Why? Mm. And one of the most important part also in when when you will when you have when you ask for the question who should I call on your behalf, is to 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 keep your mouth. Shut. Ah, 
because yes. the, the first who speak the first uh, the first who speak who speaks the first who lose yes lose. yes huh? and so. god gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason that's it <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's right exactly so besides uh dave Curlin's book, Baseline Selling. Yeah, um, very good book. What books? Oh, maybe I should interview him. What? Uh, you know, I should add that that book. Uh, I'm a. We use HubSpot marketing and sales software for clients, and in the training that they offer to the agency partners, they they try to help with uh, sales. You know, because a lot of agency people are not not as familiar with how to sell yes. their services, and they always recommend that book and uh, another uh-huh. book. By uh, Mike Weinberg, uh, New Sales also, Simplified. Yeah, this, yeah. It is, I really like and uh, I appreciate very much the books of Mike Weinberg, for sure. What books have most inspired your work and career, looking, looking back? Yeah, I, I'm not, I, won't, I won't be very uh, original because I, w- I, have to, I have to speak about uh, Dale Carnegie, of course. Yes, but that's one of the greatest books. <laughs> Yeah, but I cannot say it's, it is so incredible. Uh, the, uh, the only problem with this book, it is the title of the book. How to Win Friends and Influence yeah, People? The, the title is not as great as the content. Ah, why do you say that? I, I f- uh, because how to win friends, you know, it's like uh, something like I want to get friends and uh, in life also, but it's, it's, it's more than that, what, what's in, inside this book. Oh, it's somewhat limiting. Yes, it's, yes. it is too. It, it is a. It is a limited title uh, because because this book is really. Uh, everybody has to read this this book. It's so great, and it is even it. It was uh, written in thirty uh, in the thirties, uh, something like nineteen thirty-six. I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, Unbelievable, and yeah. still just as relevant. And not to keep talking about my daughter, who you've spoken to. Mm. Uh, she uh, read that as soon as she graduated from college last year. That was one of the books I, I saw her reading. Um, now, I may have recommended that book to her, but I didn't rub it in because, you know, what does dad know? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, that's such a, great, uh, yes. such a great book, and it's been mentioned so many times uh, on this yes. podcast. I should, go back and, I should go back and reread that myself. Every year, every year, every year. Um, it's it's true that uh, uh, it's uh, I thought also I, 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 in French I don't know perhaps you will have an idea I, in French it's um, it's a second topic that I really like to read about it is rhetoric I don't know if you already interviewed uh, somebody uh, talking about rhetoric about uh, how Greeks and ancients can inspire us but uh, no I haven't. I think there is, in France, uh, I, there is an author, uh, uh, Victor Ferry. It's, his name is Victor Ferry. And he, and he wrote a book, uh, 10 Lessons About Rhetoric to, um, to get, to, to, uh, to take control. Oh, interesting. It's well, in I French. will have to find that. It's in mm. French? Yeah. Oh. But it's, uh, it reminds us. Uh, that uh, the, unch- the, the Greeks, uh, that Socrates and Platon and Aristotle, they all, all wise they, they were, and uh, of course Dale Carnegie is still very uh, 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 modern, <laughs> in fact, but Socrates also. Yes, and uh, that's why there's a resurgence lately of uh, interest in the Stoics mm-hmm. uh, and so? a lot of the. Yeah. So and, and Ryan Olinea, Ryan Olinea, he, he, he talks a, a lot about uh, uh, Greeks and uh, and and since time, of course, also. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, are there any new or upcoming books that you look forward to reading or, or uh, checking out? Obviously, besides the ones that you'll have written within the next three years. <laughs> Yes, in fact, I have to. Uh, you are responsible of uh, compulsive, compuls- my uh, compulsive need to buy uh, books about sales and marketing. Yes, it's, uh, it's your fault. In fact, uh, I hear from a lot of listeners who mm-hmm, say mm-hmm. they don't have a drinking problem; they have a book buying problem. Yeah, and that's uh, it. so that's it's a it's a better investment than booze. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know people will be surprised to hear that from me, but. <laughs> But it's true that I uh, I ordered I have uh, just in front of me the expansion expansion sales from uh, Tim Rister. Oh uh, yes, the expansion sale. Yeah, excellent book. Yeah, Ex- I, you're gonna you're gonna love it. 
Yeah, for sure. So uh, I will. Uh, I have this one to read, and the second one, but uh, because I love also history, is Robert Greene, uh, the Thirty Three Laws of War. Yes, and I saw. I was at Costco the other day, um, and I saw they had a box set of all his his work. And he was a a mentor to Ryan Holiday as well. Uh, I, I, that's something I would really enjoy. Is that a newer one of his? Uh, I, I no, it's. I, I think it's. I, I don't know. I. I, uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know when it was uh, published, but it's. Uh, I, I really like a story also. Yeah. Oh, I so, see. No. Yeah. It's. It was from 2007. He has the 48 laws of power, uh, the 33 strategies of war. Well, that's it. This uh, one. Uh, the concise 48 laws of power. Yeah. Those are. Those are. Those are uh, phenomenal. Hmm. I think very. Yeah. I think I would enjoy that mm, for sure. Yeah. So, the, so that's it. My, 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 oh, good. Well, at, at marketingbookpodcast.com, we'll include links to everything linkable, including your company site, your LinkedIn profile, uh, links to the books that you mentioned, and to the listener, dear listener, please do me a big favor. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to ask you for a five star review, although, if you do, uh, give me one. Please let me know, and I'll send you a little thank you. But I'm not sending you wine like uh, Olivier Garand does. But it, but if you would do it, I'd appreciate it if you would reach out to Olivier. Uh, even if you're not in France, please reach out to him and thank him for spending time with this knuckleheaded podcast. Or reach out to him on LinkedIn or on his website or whatever. But this is a real accomplishment for him, and he's a, a very good friend. Uh, and Although we haven't met in person, we've become uh, very good friends. And I think That's that sure. uh, the authors who are on this show just can't get over how much they appreciate listeners reaching out and saying, hey, thanks for being on that show, or... Uh, they they start asking questions. So I mean, I ask some questions, but feel free to reach out to Olivier and start asking asking him questions. So I'd I'd really appreciate it if you do that. And if you're listening on your smartphone right now and you subscribe to the Marketing Group podcast on your favorite podcast app, all these links can be found by going to this episode right now and clicking on the show notes link. The book is Performe en Vente. <laughs> yes, it was perfect. It was. Perfect. Oh, thank you. The authors, did you hear that, Pam? That's my wife. The authors are Olivier Cusack, Alexandra David Ardit, and Olivier Guerin. Olivier, thank you very much for joining us on the Marketing Book Podcast. Thanks a lot, Douglas. And that closes the book on another episode of the Marketing Book Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and found it helpful. If you are one of the hundreds of listeners who have left an iTunes review, let me return your kind favor by mailing you some Marketing Book Podcast bookmarks and laptop stickers. Just send me your mailing address anywhere in the world and I'll drop it in the mail. And since you're a listener to the Marketing Book Podcast and I read every book featured on the show, if I can recommend a specific marketing or sales book or other resource I know of for whatever challenge you're facing, send me a LinkedIn connection invite with a message indicating you're a listener so I won't mistake you for a spammer and ignore you, and I will do my best to get you pointed in the right direction. And remember the words of the entrepreneur and author Jim Rohn, who said, formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Thanks again for listening to the Marketing Book Podcast. Podcast.